Hello and welcome to the Web Surfers. I'm your number one host, Fox. And I'm your number two host, Bella. And this week we're talking about dogs. And we're searching the oceanic depths of the internet to help us do it. So before we start surfing, before you get your board out, Mm. what are your opinions on dogs? Obviously I'm familiar with this, but you know, for the listeners purposes, are you a dog owner? And if not, would you like to be? In my dreams currently. Um, yeah. So no, <laughs> I do not have a dog. I really wish I did. But it's just not in the cards right now. In the future, I will have at least one dog. At least half a dog. <laughs> not half a dog. Well, I might get a dog that only has two legs. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking more of like a Tim Burton... <laughs> Frank and Weenie no, type of fun, situation. That would be good. <laughs> yeah. Like a dog that's is cut in half but has like a little bone just sticking out the middle. Yeah, like, exactly. So like in all things like that, it looks as if you just are made up of one large bone one in the middle. One big bone. And yeah. then you're just made of sort of ham. Yeah, exactly. You've got like a spam filling. Yeah. That's how that's how my body's made up. I don't know about you. I don't even bleed. <laughs> you're just built different. I'm just solid. One bone. You're built scarily different, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> One large bone attached to four other long bones that are your arms and legs, and then a yeah. skull. And That's then it. just no no muscle, no no veins, just just spam mush. Sort of <laughs> just... like the um the teletubby custard is what you're filled up with. No, more solid than that. More solid than that. Okay, yeah. I think spam is, is is right. Like when you first get it out the tin, and it's really, yeah, really compressed. Oh god, this is gross. Now it's making me feel paranoid <laughs> yeah. that I have spam in my insides, <laughs> and that you only have one bone. And I only have one bone. <laughs> I could be, I actually wish I only had one bone. The amount of snatched I could be if I just had one central bone and could just like, <laughs> imagine how small I could like lace a corset. Or It'd whatever. be amazing. You'd be the winner. Not that I've ever been someone who's worn a corset before, but you know, but if you I could. only had one bone, maybe it would appeal to me more. <laughs> exactly. Who's to say? Um. So you are a dog person. I do um, like, dogs. like dogs. Are you more of a dog person or a cat person? And I do think you have to be one or the other. I don't even think if you it's have just to be slightly. one or the other. I do not think you have to be no, one I or think, the other. No, I think it's a defining characteristic and I think everyone has a slight preference, even if it's only by like 0.5%. I really, really do not. I'm just <laughs> like, I would just describe myself as an animal person. I am an animal person and I love all animals and I'm excited to see any animal, but I like distinctly prefer having dogs as pets for myself. I have no preference about them like in the world as a whole, just like as far as what I want to live in my house and be my pet because I like going on walks and I like things that are very consistently affectionate and I feel like cats are a bit of a gamble in that regard. Yeah, know. but then there's something so rewarding when a cat does, like, try and jump on your shoulder or something like that. I don't want to work that hard for it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But I, I mean, on a genuine level, I have absolutely no preference. 
I love both okay. so much. And like, I, I mean, you know, I'll go over to someone's house and they're like, I've got fish. And I'll be like, fuck yeah. I get to meet to your pet fair, fish, you fish or like birds or something. Like, I just get, I get excited no matter what pet someone has. Thrilled. I mean, actually, I say that my girlfriend's brother has, mm. he has like quite strange pets, him and his, him yeah. and his fiance. They have like, they have those funny like Pac-Man frogs and they're quite cute, but they also have like yeah. stick insects and like a tiny little spider and i can't remember what he's called i think he's called like sprock or something like that (laughs) excellent good name for a spider admittedly wasn't i'm not that thrilled about the stick insects or i can't remember whether they're stick insects there's some sort of like weird bug and i i'm not it's not my favorite insects a slightly you know what i shouldn't say i'm an animal lover i should say i'm a mammal lover because i think various other um uh they're not species families of animal yeah are less appealing to me like there's definitely certain fish and oceanic creatures that i just find very frightening oh my god yeah birds are a real mixed bag to me i like birds on the whole i love a i love a duck i love like a parakeet sure i don't know how i feel about pelicans and um, yeah i think that vultures are a bit freaky i mean i was sort of more referring to ones that you might have as a pet i don't know if anyone has (laughs) A pet vulture, a pelican, or pelican. Yeah. To the best of my knowledge, I mean, there is that video of that guy walking his pet emu around. So there might be someone who has a pet pelican. I'm sure somebody out there probably like does, even if they just work. I'm actually going like, to look it up now. Rescuer, but there's some animals that aren't my. There's some birds that aren't my favorites. Like magpies in Australia are the meanest fuckers. There's swooping season over here, and they will just, if you walk through an open space, will just peck the shit out of your skull. Yeah, you have to wear the funky, um, like, spiky helmets if you're a cyclist, and it makes me laugh a lot. You can wear fancy hats and helmets, and there's various other methods that people say work to keep them away. I'm very fortunate that I have not had my scalp plucked yet by one, but... It's only a matter of time. I see how they look at me from the trees, and I'm not a fan of it. But yeah, mammals, I don't think there's a mammal that I don't like. There's a lot of insects I don't like, but mammals as a whole, I think, are good, and I like them. Mammals that I don't like. Wolverines. No, see, I'm, I like wolverines. Give me a honey badger any I don't day. like them. Look, I mean- Badgers are fucking weird because American badgers are horrible looking. English badgers, very <laughs> polite, very polite oh, little yes. gentlemen. They look like they should be wearing a sweater vest. Well, I was about to say there has been a lot of British badger propaganda that has put them in top hats little and like hats and sweaters and, and it yes, worked. and had them walking around with like a cane, like a walking stick and stuff. And frankly, I think that now we think of them as polite, but they're probably just as rude as American badgers. No, they're very polite. They just, they just... Uh, You know what? To be fair, a British badger is never, like, terrorised like a tiger, like those... No, um, those wolverines and, like, honey badgers will fuck you up. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, they're, they are vicious, 
fuckers. But I like them. I like any... I love... Hyenas are my favorite animal. And they're freaky as hell. The girls have human humongous dicks. Yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, so, you know... <laughs> I love a freak, personally. I don't like naked mole rats. Um, also, uh, just tracing back a little bit, there is mm. one pet pelican, and he's called Big Bird, all one word. Um, this is yep. I got this information from stuff.co.nz, so this is New Zealand. All right. And he's owned by a man called Jeffrey Condon, not Condom. Yeah, good to know. <laughs> Jeffrey Condom and Big, Big Bird. <laughs> they rescued Big Bird when he was a little bird, um, and now apparently uh-huh. he's as friendly as a pet dog. Oh, that's fascinating. And he's a lovely guy and he can like surf. Cool. That rocks. It's kind of it's kind of rules and also um that I've there's also a video on this same website of Big Bird holding a camera in his mouth so you get like POV you're at the end of Big Bird's beak and it's really funny <laughs> cuz I mean he's just weird looking. Just a weird looking creature. Yeah, I see multiple pelicans a day because I live by I'm very lucky to live on the ocean, as it were. Yes. And um, I see various birds in my day-to-day. I see lorikeets and parrots and all kinds of cool stuff. I do see a lot of pelicans. And there's something shifty about them, I've got to say. Yeah. I think it's like... I don't like the, the way they yawn. I've seen... Uh, yeah, or that they, they put their spine up into their throat and sunbathe their insides yeah yeah that's quite upsetting to me on sort of a Mm. Cronenbergian level and I've seen those videos of them trying to eat like capybaras and people and (laughs) dogs and stuff and I just think that there's something very frightening about an animal that is just ravenous for everything like it's not capable of eating these things but if it could it would if you suddenly took a pelican and made it five times bigger, like, yeah. you know, with a a giganticism ray, sure. it would quite happily eat you and me. It oh, has no qualms with that. So they bother me. I think we should circle back to dogs after you say your point, but um, <laughs> um, please continue. I was just going to say, um, I just looked up like ugliest mammal to try and get like a vibe <laughs> for... Yeah. If I'm like forgetting anything, like I was like, I feel like there's got to be a mammal that I like really don't like. But honestly, these are just rude. Like proboscis monkey. Proboscis monkeys are so cute. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I love proboscis monkeys and star-nosed moles. Giant anteater. Star-nosed moles are cute. Giant anteater is one of my favorites. favorites. I think they're so so cute. What's I, wrong I think, with you guys? I think various weird animals look cute, though, and I think that maybe we're in the minorities. I love eye eyes. I love eye eyes too. Any kind of like big eye, like lemury thing. Yeah. Very cool. Very good. There's this guy who, you know, now I'm not going to be able to remember what it's called, but he's at the zoo that's not far away from me. I don't like me. that you're just saying he because. <laughs> is yeah. it just one of he him co- <laughs> is he just a guy yeah he's just a guy well he's the only one at this zoo so I, i'm referring to him on like a personal level rather okay. than his species as a whole sure anyway he looks like if you crossed a big cat with an eye eye so quite a giant predatory eye eye 
and he smells um distinctly of popcorn. I think I know who you're talking about. Animal that smells yeah. like popcorn. <laughs> oh, binturong. Yeah, I love binturongs. They're just really cute, though. I like them. Yeah, they're also known as a bear cat. Yeah. Um, South Asia's bear cat has a movie theater aroma. <laughs> a movie theater? Ah, oh, the sm- what's that bit from the IT crowd? Ah, oh, the smell of the <laughs> paint, the roar of the grease. <laughs> That's the wrong way around. He says it the right. I said it the right way around. He says it the wrong way around. Yeah, but you can do at this zoo, Mogo Zoo. You can do a binturong experience, and you can go in with him and oh. give him some food. And I desperately want to do the binturong him. experience. That's <laughs> really my That's dream. So cute. I love him. I like any tree dwelling guy. Yeah, they're all good. Um, to bring it back around to dogs. Sure. So I do prefer dogs a little bit to cats, which is the most common debate. I, I generally prefer dogs, I think, to most things. Hmm. So this is nothing against cats. I just really enjoy dogs. That's fair. If I had cats, I would have to have the naked ones, the sphinx cats. Oh. Because I'm horribly allergic to cats for one thing. And also, I just prefer them. I just think that they're they're good. I like that they're just little fleshy um, goblins. Ah, mm, uh, I've got something to pick on about that. I th- as much as I think they're cute, um, they get acne like people do. Yeah, see, that is an upsetting <laughs> quality. I think to that's me. quite distressing. Yeah, my cat just like sat on me. It's got a bunch of blackheads on it. Ugh. Oh no, nah. As someone who's a bit of a picker. Yeah, it would be, um, my cat think, would be destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> or I would just be stressed the fuck out because yeah, it wouldn't let me get its spots. Yeah. Additionally, they do like to put their little um, super naked buttholes on stuff mm. um, and yeah. leave, leave suction marks, apparently. Oh. Oh. Ah, no. 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 Yeah, like if they sit on your glass table and they put their little butthole on it, they leave like a little, little uh, (laughs) suction suction mark. (laughs) I meant to do like sort of more of a a drier smack, and it was like a very wet, sloppy butt noise, which is really unpleasant. I hate you for it. (laughs) Okay, um, so when it comes to when it comes to dogs, do you have a favorite breed? Um, I'm very like, you know, I'm always like, oh, I don't really like chihuahuas because I think they're going to be like barky or whatever. But honestly, I'm so happy to meet any dog that it doesn't yeah. it doesn't bother me. Um, But I think I would say one of my favorite breeds, I'm, I'm very partial to an old, a big old English sheepdog because it makes me feel like I'm in a Jim Henson movie because Jim Henson was yeah, a big fan of old English sheepdogs. So love them. There was one that used to live up by my house and we used to call her Big Bum Sky because she had a big bum and she was called Sky and she would come and try <laughs> and jump on you when you would walk past and she was very cute. I don't know where she is right now, but wherever she is, I hope she's having a good time. Uh, other than that, <laughs> I do like, I'm kind of partial to a Border Collie. Yeah, that's understandable. They're they're a good all-rounder yeah. type of dog. 
I like that they can do lots of tricks. Yeah, I think it's the intelligence that's really appealing. Yeah. They just have, like, kindly faces, too. They do. They're very sweet. They all look a bit sweet. And then I do, I'm also a fan of, like, lurchers in general, so any kind of sight hound and stuff. Yeah. Big sight hound fan. Yeah, so, um, I obviously, as you know, have two dogs, and one is a black purebred Kelpie, who we initially thought was a mixed breed, but it's turned out that he's not. He's ah. adopted. Both of my dogs are adopted. Um, so he's a purebred Kelpie, um, which is very similar to a Border Collie, really. Yeah, just the Australian version. Just the Australian version, and they have short hair, and they tend to come in, like, black and tan, or, in my dog's case, pure black with a little white chest patch. And his name's Herbie. <laughs> Again, as you know, and he's my first dog. And then I've also got another dog who's an Ibethan hound, called Gizmo. And Ibethan hounds have long been my favorite breed ever since I was very young. I used to print out when I was like, maybe like 13, I used to print out pictures (laughs) of Ibethan hounds off the internet and stick them on my wall. (laughs) Just as like, (laughs) I don't know, manifestation or just extreme like hyper fixation on a particular breed. And you're manifesting it because it worked out. Yeah. Well, exactly. Because he ended up at the shelter for $400, even though is a breed that's worth thousands I would not normally be able to find even in this country, let alone afford. So like the fact that he was just a a shelter an hour away, my very favorite breed for 400 bucks and everyone else who went to try and adopt him turned him down because he was too shy, which is not the case anymore. He's very much come out. No, he's very much like, I want to sit on top of anyone. Oh, he's, well, not anyone, specifically me. Yeah. He's still a little bit funky about everybody else, but he will come up and um get, he, you have to stay very still and he'll come and sniff your face for a very extended period of time. He won't lick it. He will not actually make contact with you, but he will come stand on the couch next to you being as tall as he is and just go... Yeah, just see how he feels about your face smell. And you just have to stay, like, completely still. <laughs> like, he's a velociraptor in, like, Jurassic Park Don't look him in the eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he'll just go away again. He's just yeah. completely on it. If you do move during this transaction, he will run very far away from you, and you may never get that trust back again. He's like a deer. He is a lot like a deer, or a horse, is what he kind of gets compared to a lot. He also behaves quite a lot like a cat, so, you know, mm. that there's that. He's extremely affectionate and hyperactive to me, but yeah, in general, not a huge fan of people. But Ibethan hounds aren't. It's Herbie, who the Kelpie, who's a huge fan of people, extremely enthusiastic about people coming over um so they're kind of opposite in that way can't remember what i was gonna say about gizmo he's just an odd he's an odd duck i love him he's just a weirdo but um yeah so i like lanky dogs i like smooth haired breeds i prefer medium or large breeds by um a long shot again this is like my personal preference for a dog that i want to own yeah high energy high intelligence smooth haired on the larger side, I like uppity ears, not clipped, fucking mind you, um, just naturally occurring. Up. See, I like floppy ears. Yeah, I think we've got slightly different um, tastes, although you do like a sighthound, but you like a, like a... 
Saluki Saluki and a Borzoi. Yeah. And I prefer a Pharaoh Hound, an Ibethan Hound. Yeah, I like kind of, I like wire-haired, floppy-ear boys. I would never have a wire-haired dog, A, because I think that they are... I don't know if this is just true for wirehead dogs or it's just every wirehead dog I've ever met has stank real bad, but mm. they do seem to be just like they stinky do kinda, little dudes. Yeah, I think it's like the way the oil and the hair yeah. are together. Also, they do kind of have slightly human faces. I like I that. It makes me do unnerving. a big chuckle <laughs> when I meet a dog. And it doesn't matter what gender the dog is or what sex the dog is. It has like a beard and big old man eyebrows. I'm thrilled beyond, <laughs> you know, it just is I the best. I think that it's good and I like seeing it. I just think if I was sat, so Gizmo's in my office with me right now and he is, he, you know, he's over on the couch, occasionally looking over here. Fine. He's got a big, sweet baby face. If I turned around and I had just, like, a large Irish wolfhound, like, super wirehead, like, looking at me with its with its person <laughs> face and beard, I think that I'd feel, like, Un- embarrassed. Unnerved. Like, that it was, like, a person listening in on me recording, which I hate <laughs> if a person is listening in on me recording. And I think I would feel that way about those dogs. It's why I don't let Herbie in the room, because Herbie is too smart. Yeah, you and feel, I feel like he knows too much. I feel very judged by him. Whereas yeah. Gizmo, I, I'm honestly not sure that he knows what's going on very Where much of the time. Who yeah, he is, who ha- you are. He has a drive to just kind of run round, be goofy, steal my seat, and try and eat birds and rats. And that's kind of his day-to-day. He doesn't really function on a higher plane than that, whereas, like, Herbie watches TV intently, including stuff that has cartoon dogs in it. He can recognize- How does he know that it's a cartoon dog? We were playing, like, ages ago, because I don't endorse anything by J.K. Rowling, but um, we were playing Lego Harry Potter a while back. Yeah, well, that's and, more Lego. Um, I mean, I, d- I imagine J.K. Rowling got true. some payment <laughs> from it, but it's Lego. It's a sort of different situation. Nonetheless. Um, yes. And Le- Lego Fang is featured in this Yeah, in but this he game. barely even looks like a fucking dog. Lego Fang is no, like he looks one like brick. A grey block. And <laughs> he was completely enamoured and obsessed with him to the point where he had to be in a different room because he was trying to like, climb inside the TV to be friends with Lego. Let him meet Lego Fang. And at the moment, we're struggling with this because me and you have been watching Crufts. Oh, yeah. And Crufts is way too exciting to Herbie. So so for those of you who don't know what Crufts is, Crufts is kind of, I believe, the world's biggest dog show and is my Super Bowl, the biggest sports (laughs) event of my year. You say that. But we did miss the Puppy Bowl this year, which is the Dog Super Bowl. True, <laughs> true. But I prefer Crufts because it takes itself quite seriously, which is what's fun about I it. I think that's the best bit. Um, So if you're ready to start surfing, I actually do have um something about Crufts. I would love to. I'm so ready. I've waxed my board. I don't know if that's what surfers do. <laughs> I think so. I, I think you do. So. See that your feet stick to it in the ocean. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's go. So, Crufts. Big dog show. Yeah. Lots of dogs 
with fun names because they all have their ah uh, yes their show names as well as their personal names like there was the the ibethan hound who was competing in the hound group that we watched the other day whose um like pet name was bandit but had a big long fancy name as yeah because well. it's to do with like their breeding and stuff isn't it yeah it's their heritage it's both of their champion parents partially it's also the breeding house like yeah the you know the breeders name and all that kind of thing so here i have got the list of every best in show winner at oh Crofts. exciting every, champ- every crofts champion um starting in 1905 so it was first awarded in 1905 um and the dog who won in 1905 was the sable mite oh who was a little pomeranian Aww. and then in 1906, we had Wishaw Leader. And then in 1907, would you fucking believe it, the Sable Might won again. Whoa. Oh my God. A champion. Right. So I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep <laughs> going through. Oh my God. I've gone to 1940. And it just says competition not held due to World War II. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, to put, that will do to it, put to be fair. On hold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh... <laughs> right, we've got Primly Scepter. <laughs> we've got Bramshaw Bob, who won two years in a row in 1932 and 1933. Oh got South Ball Moonstone, which is pretty good, I think. That's good. We've got Tracy Witch of Ware, who oh. also won two years in a row. Riverina Tweedsburn. <laughs> what? <laughs> Crackwin Coxspur. That's a good one. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Alright. Oakington Pluckshill Amber Sunblush, who was a toy poodle. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, that one's really dramatic. Um Stingray of Derry Arbor. <laughs> oh my god. Ramacon Swashbuckler. <laughs> oh, this next one is Burtonswood Bossy Boots. <laughs> oh my god. Viscount Grant, who was an Afghan hound. Viscount Grant. That I mean, yeah, that has to be. Yeah. That tracks for That's an Afghan perfect. hound, like the fanciness. Potterdale Classic of Moonhill. Yes. Hurston hit and miss from Broccolita. What? I don't from Welsh Terrier that was in 1994. Oh, wow. Starshell Chicago Bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm just looking for other good ones. Soul Trader Peekaboo. Soul Trader Peekaboo is that's really powerful because Soul Trader <laughs> And that is... was a a petit basset griffon verdine so the little, oh, okay. little excellent one of them little little dudes little guys um little goblins soul trader is the funniest name that you could have for a dog <laughs> and then to follow up with peekaboo <laughs> yeah. oh my god oh this is you'll like this one bernie's geordie girl <laughs> <laughs> is she from geordie shore I guess so. I hope so. <laughs> She's a West Highland White Terrier, though. That's very funny. <laughs> oh, I like this one. 
McVans to Russia with love. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then we've got this off finish off on this one, which is from 2019, so I won't spoil 2020 or 2022's winners. This one's crazy. Planet Waves Forever Young Daydream Believers. That is amazing. For a papillon. A papillon. papillon. Oh yeah, I remember the papillon winning. Very cute little dog. Yes. There was also a Whippet that won the year before called Kaluni Tartan Tees. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> oh, there was one called in 2007 who won called Fabulous Willy. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck yes. Fabulous Willy. That's powerful. <laughs> I actually have a. A pretty very, good, pretty good very stuff. similar search, which was the top 20 Westminster okay. dog, like, names, if you would like to hear them. Yes, I would, of course. These are these are similarly hilarious. This is 1911. The first winner was a Scottish terrier named Tickle'em Jock. <laughs> <laughs> 1912, Airedale Terrier named Kenmore Sorceress. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's just the Ken, I think, that's getting me. Ken, Ken more sorceress. 1918 was a white bull terrier Ooh. named Haymarket Faultless. <laughs> 1917 and 1920. Double winner, Kneho White Collar Boy. Wow. He was a fox terrier. 1921, <laughs> American Cocker Spaniel named Midkiff Seductive. <laughs> No, you should never be putting the name like seductive, <laughs> sexy, <laughs> anything in your pet's name. It's very disturbing. Yeah. 1922, Airedale Terrier, Boxwood Barkentine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, That's good. This is a Celium Terrier um, from 1924, Barbary Hill Bootlegger. Nice. This is my. This is so far my favorite. 1925 winner English pointer named Governor Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> what dog did you say that was? Um, an English pointer. Ah, right. Governor um, Moscow. 1934 wire fox terrier Flornell spicy bit of Halliston. <laughs> Um, 1943 winner miniature poodle named Pitter Patter of Piper's Croft. Oh, that's good. <laughs> this one's good too. I don't know if you said, and you, I think this one was similar to one of the ones you said, but obviously it's not the same. This is a boxer winning 1947 called Warlord of Mazeline. Holy shit, Warlord. Warlord. This one's good, 1952 to 1953, he won. And he's a Doberman pincher called Rancho Dobie's Storm. <laughs> also, Gizmo <laughs> is spinning in circles on my couch <laughs> He's right freaking now out. And making the worst sounds. He's just pissed off that he doesn't have a show name. I think you need to give him one. I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur White Swan. I'll just read you some of the other good ones because otherwise we'll be here all day. Um, yeah. Glamour Good News, who is a Sky Terrier. Ooh. I like nice. this one. Um, he's a pug from 1981. Dandy's favourite woodchuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's my favourite. This one's woodchuck. good. 
Papillon winning 1999, Latecky Supernatural Being. Oh, wow. That's good. This one's also really good. A Sussex Spaniel winning 2009. Classics 3D Grinchy Glee, aka Stump. Stump. <laughs> Stump. Um, and then, of course, the winner of 2013, who is an Affin Pincher, and his name was Banana Joe V. Tani Kazari, <laughs> aka Banana Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Banana Joe. Banana Joe, which is, I mean, exceptional, isn't it, really? Yeah. Would you like to have a crack at giving Gizmo a show name? Um, I, I've I've thought of one. N- Noodle Ghost of Swan Lake. <laughs> that's good. Noodle Ghost of Swan Lake is... I think I that think... is pretty good. It just sums up his energy. Because he's noodly and ghost-like. But also has like a classic elegance to him, like a little sickly prince. He's like Henry VIII's son, the one that died very young and all of the paintings of him. He always has just got like a a peregrine on his shoulder and he looks like quite evil and spooky. <laughs> God, so, yeah. I wish that were me. <laughs> I want to call him Baron Christopher Eccleston of Ravenscroft. All right, I love it. I think that also has the right the right vibe about it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, similar, isn't it? Because uh yeah, it's sort of giving sickly Victorian child, but also he does vitally look like Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> and he is Which is funny. an important part. Like that you have to have a sense of humor in this because he's not he's not just elegant. He is often clown-like. I was gonna go for yes. something clownish because Ibethan hounds in Spain are known as clown dogs. <laughs> which really? makes a lot of sense, yes. I didn't know that. That's like one of their <laughs> nicknames or, you know, slang names. Clown dogs. And I don't know what um clown is in Spanish, so I cannot tell you exactly. Um, I don't know what clown is in Spanish either. Clown inspired payaso. Ah. Or payasa, but he would be a payaso specifically. Yes. Or El Buffon. <laughs> El Buffon, Buffon is definitely. Or El Clown. El Clown. <laughs> El Patan. Oh, to, the verb to clown would be payasea. Alright. <laughs> so if you if you wanted to say I clown, it'd be Piaso. <laughs> it's hard to say. I clown. I clown, I clown today. I, cl- <laughs> I clown here. Piaso Aki. <laughs> I clown here. That's that's Gizmo when he does like fifty spins on the couch before like falling off of it instead of like actually laying down in a good position. I clown here. that's what he's saying (laughs) alright I have a game for you now instead of an article oh god okay that's fun that's really fun in front of me I have the names of five um, rare species of dog or rare breeds of dog thrilling um, that I don't think you will be familiar with name-wise. They 
I don't think are ever in Crufts, or if they are, not always. And I doubt you would know anyone who has one, really. Mm, so, okay. Um, I'm going to give you, yeah, their name, and maybe some of some of them have other names, you know, multiple names. And I want you to tell me what you think they look like, and I will then tell you how close you are. Okay, very exciting. Okay. Right, let's start with the Azawak. Spelled A-Z-A-W-A-K-H. And its other names are the Idi, Hanshi, Oscar, Rwandu, Bariru, Wulu. Um, yeah, and those are all the names. So, what do you think the Azawak looks like? Well, very interestingly, those all of those names sound like they come from different languages. You would be correct. Okay. Um, Azawak. It is raised through the Sahelian zone of Mali, Niger, and Burkina Faso. Okay, I was going to say, it sounded like a lot of those names were African. They are also bred and owned by other ethnic groups such as the Pula, I believe Pule, um, Bella, uh-huh. and Hausa. Oh, Okay. Um, I want to say that it may be the only other dog that I know that's African Mm -hmm. is like a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Yes. Right? Um, So I would want to say maybe it looks like something like that, like big, chunky, kind of like strong dog that is maybe black. Okay. Is that your final answer? It is indeed. Okay. So, the Azawak is a slim and elegant dog with bone structure and muscles throwing, showing through thin skin, much like oh. the Ibethan Hound, Greyhound, and Whippet, and it is oh. also closely related to the Saluki. Ah, I didn't know that. And it tends to be red, brindle, and white. Oh, that's very sweet. Oh, he's so pretty. They're basically like Gizmo, but with floppy ears, and they're much taller. They're like Long. incredibly yeah. tall, proportionally. Aww, oh, actually, it's very says here, sweet. I misread it as the Azawak is more closely related to the Slugi than it is the Saluki. But nonetheless, uh, they're okay. all sort that's of fine. in like the Slugies. same sight hound family so he's a long skinny dog basically ah he's very cute all right we'll move on to the next one please okay this is a frisian dog and is one of the rarest breeds in the world and it is called a stabby hoon spelled stabby hoon spelled s-t-a-b-y-h-o-u-n which is like stabby stabby hound but yeah stabby stabby hound (laughs) um uh okay so if we're going so where free frisian i actually don't know where that's a dutch Dutch province it's a dutch province of friesland so it's from the netherlands basically so if I'm thinking of other dogs that are similar from the same region, I mean, I don't even know why I'm doing that, because, like, you can have all different sorts of dogs from the same region. 
Well, just what does the name, what, like, go gut instinct, what does the name make you think? What what are you envisioning? I want to say a little guy, like, pug-sized. <laughs> oh, little, little stabby hound. Little stabby hound. Um, yeah, like, little but angry looking, so maybe a sort of Griffon-type face, you know, kind of, like, they kind of look like they, they're mad at you. Yeah. And I want to say they come in brown or white. Okay. With like short but floppy ears. Right. Well, they tend to come in brown or white or black and white. So you're close-ish there. They look an awful lot like a golden retriever, but black and white. Oh. With maybe more of a... Labrador face, maybe, actually. Aww. It says that they tend to weigh about 25 kilos, um, which is like 50 to 55 pounds. And yeah, so they're sort of medium-sized, a little bit smaller, I guess, than a, a, a lab or a golden retriever, but with different coloring. But that sort of thing, long floppy ears, medium length, fluffy dogs these very cute and they are one of the very rarest dogs in the world i like him yeah they're very cute (laughs) yeah he's like yeah he's just like a different colored golden retriever yeah he's very sweet all right the peruvian inca orchid oh hmm okay so peruvian dogs I would want to say are going to be smooth-coated mm-hmm. or even nakey, potentially. Mm. Maybe he's a nakey dog. Is that what you're going with? You're going yeah, with I'm going nakey? with nakey. Nakey, kind of like, I can never pronounce them. But you know the other nakey dogs that are, I think they're South American. Yes, the one that begin with an X. And I also yes, that am I not going to try and pronounce, pronounce right. it without a guide in front of me. Yeah. Uh, so I want to say that the orchid dog is going to be nakey and then underneath the nakey, because they still have like, you know, different patterns on their skin, yes. is going to be kind of like spotty, mostly white with like black patches. Um, okay. And kind of shaped, kind of lanky shaped. All right, um, you're not far off. It's a smaller, medium dog. I would say between lanky and stocky, and yeah. um, they are their skin. They are naked, so you were correct Yay! on that. And the color of the skin can be chocolate brown, elephant gray, copper, or mottled. Oh, what are they called? The Peruvian Inca orchid. Oh. Yeah, nakey, nakey. <laughs> and I actually rather think that they're cute. Yeah, I like a color like they're just also called naked dog. Yeah, just naked dog. Oh, they're dog. quite cute, actually. I like them. I, I like, like the ones that too. have little bits of hair on top of their heads. I like their other names, Pero Sin Pelo de Peru. Yeah, it just also- means that just means dog with no hair. Yeah, <laughs> but also like Viringo. 
is cool, Collado. But then we've got Peruvian walking dead dog, which just seems That's not very nice. And then it's a bit rude. Dialmation is like Dalmation, but with die in it. Just <laughs> the word die instead of doll. Oh. That's really weird. <laughs> the fuck? I don't know. This is odd. It's just what Wikipedia's telling me. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna um hand things back over to you if you would like to present me with some more dog information. Oh, yes, of course. I also was very intrigued about maybe the most famous dogs. And so okay. I went on a, a deep dive about the dogs who have Guinness World Records. Excellent. So I'm gonna read just a few of the dog records. I love a I love a Guinness World Record. I used to own the books and would just yeah. look through them with Passionate degrees about it. of morbid curiosity, especially like the people who could pop their eyes out and uh, have yeah. really long fingernails and stuff. It's that stressful though. It frightened me when I was, you know, like eleven. However, it did open some sort of morbid curiosity in me where I was like, I'm going to look at this anyway, even though I'm upset by it. Yeah, but I'm still going to do it. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's have a look-see. We have longest running pet shelter. That's nice. Tallest dog ever. Okay. Uh, let's have a look at how tall he was. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's just a photo. <laughs> God. I know that the longest dog ever was like seven foot two long. long, but I don't know how tall. I'm gonna say five foot six. Um that's too tall. Five isn't it? no. Is it? No, I don't know. I hang on. I this is this only has it in feet. Because I'm five foot seven. If I encountered a dog that's head was at the same level as mine, I would piss my pants. Okay, so the tallest dog ever, a former record holder, he is called Gibson, and he was a yes. Harlequin Great Dane. Yeah, they always are. Uh, and he was forty two point two inches tall. Um, and I looked that mm -hmm. up, and that is three foot five inches, which doesn't seem very tall. No, it doesn't, does no. it? Because <laughs> I think my my estimation of five foot something was really much, much yeah, too tall. Yeah, quite far off, I would argue. Yeah, we're getting into Clifford territory there, like, frighteningly tall. Like, a dog should not be... <laughs> head to head with a human being no but three foot to me feels, feels very like it's, little oh, i think i'm feel like i'm wrong but it feels like it's up to my hip and my gizmo is taller than that uh i don't know it's weird isn't it right we've got longest tongue on a dog puggy who's a male pekingese he had the i record. can't believe a dog let somebody measure its tongue i know um, he had the longest tongue on a dog current when it was measured at 11.43 centimetres or 4.5 inches. And the photo is hilarious. I will send it to you <laughs> right now. Please. Just so you have um, context. That is a whopper of a tongue. It's kind you of unsettling. What? I'm starting to think that maybe I don't have a good grasp on measurements because <laughs> three foot six sounded... Three foot five sounded very short. So did 4.5 inches. But when I'm looking at this dog's tongue here, 
That's not short. No. It's actually upsettingly long. <laughs> he looks like he's chewing on a piece of taffy or something. He's sitting up, well, not sitting up, but, you know, kind of laying up. Yeah, I mean, Pekingese <laughs> can't really, like, sit up, per se. It's not really in their wheelhouse. No, but his tongue's, like, touching the ground. Yeah, it's kind of It's actually up. bothering me. I'm, <laughs> I'm well, stop looking at it, image. then. I don't know what to tell you. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Highest jump by a dog uh, was achieved mm-hmm. by Feather um, in Maryland on in 2017, and it was 191 centimeters. He jumped two meters in the hut in the air. What breed? I th- he looks like a greyhound, or she looks like a. Greyhound. It's gotta be greyhounds can jump like it's crazy, crazy, crazy high. I have seen videos of both greyhounds and Ibethan hounds just jumping six foot from standstill. You know, no run up, they just do it. <laughs> yeah, they just go for it. Which is why when you adopt one, they they tell you you have to have six foot fencing because they'll just like fling themselves. Yeah, they'll just fucking go for extremely it. Extremely high in the air. <laughs> okay, so in a similar vein, I also looked up famous dogs and. I came across slightly different ones, so they, they're not world record breakers, they're just strange. And I've got, I, I pulled away two examples in particular that I wanted to tell you about. So first we've got Snuppy. <laughs> yes. And Wikipedia says at the top here, not to be confused with Snoopy. No. God no. It's a portmanteau of Snoo and Puppy. So sure. Snuppy. Yeah. Was an Afghan hound and the first ever dog clone. Oh, okay. So see, I didn't know they had cloned dogs. I knew they'd cloned sheeps and yeah. maybe that was it. I did not know they cloned dogs. When was this? This was in um 2005. The puppy was created using a cell from an ear of an adult Afghan hound and involved 123 surrogate mothers, of which only two produced pups, Snuppy being the sole survivor. And then this is, yeah, this is the first known successful breeding between two cloned canines after his sperm was then used to artificially inseminate two cloned females, which then resulted in the birth of 10 puppies. Oh, bloody hell. Um, in 2017, four clones of Snuppy were made, and the first clones made of a cloned dog. <laughs> wow. I didn't even know you could do I, that. Yeah. I thought that would start to cause some severe problems. Well, yeah, they, they w- did it to investigate potential health effects of cloning. So that's why they made a clone of a clone. Of a clone of a clone, yeah. Obviously, this had some controversy around yes, it. So, yeah, Snuppy was, yeah, the first one. And then they bred him with two female clones. And then they also cloned, they made four clones of Snuppy. Wow. Isn't that bananas? Wow, there's so many Snuppies going around. Can I get one? Mm. <laughs> Can I, I get a snuppy? Th- I would say their lifespan success rate would probably mean no. <laughs> what kind of dog was snuppy? 
He's an Afghan hound. Which oh, Afghan hound. That's even funnier. That's the funniest choice as well. Oh my god, look yeah, at him. Yeah, he's not just some sort of like standard dog. Wow, See, I Snuppy. I need to find a picture of Snuppy. He's so cute. He does kind of have a human face though. Like, I know <laughs> oh, what you no. mean. He's got like white eyebrows. He's quite cute though. Oh, he is quite cute. Oh my god, the pictures of him sat next to, next his, like, to his clone. clone. <laughs> this is why humanity has gone too far. There's so many pictures of him just sat next to his little clone dog. His little clones. Really giving don't talk to me or my son ever again. Wrapping <laughs> me up. It's just him and an Snuffy. identical but smaller dog. And I yeah, it's definitely the fact that he's an Afghan hound. And his makes name it is even, Snuppy. Even and his name is Snuppy. And there's like they ended up making so many Snuppies. I think that that's very fucking funny. Um, okay, I'm gonna tell you about another famous dog real quick and Please. then i'm gonna hand it back over to you we've got jim the wonder dog oh who was born in 1925 and was a llewellyn setter alleged to have a variety of remarkable abilities despite him being llewellyn setter he actually came from louisiana oh, and well. Reportedly, could predict the sex of unborn babies as what? well as the winner of the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Those are two very different skill sets. <laughs> yeah. He was a he was a talented dog. That's why he's called Jim the Wonder Dog. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I mean, fair enough. So Jim earned his reputation as a wonder dog during the 1930s, puzzling psychologists from both Washington University, St. Louis, and University of Missouri and Columbia. They tested uh, Jim's abilities in public demonstration and concluded that Jim possessed an occult power that might (laughs) never come again to a dog in many generations. Doctors said this about Jim the Wonder Dog. <laughs> they said that he possessed an occult power that just like might never be seen again in a dog. Jim seemed to have the ability to guess the sex of an unborn baby and answer to orders in many different languages, even though his owner only spoke English. He also picked the winner of the Kentucky Derby seven years in a row. He also what? predicted the Yankee victory in the 1936 World Series. <laughs> A joint section of the Missouri legislature was called in order to witness the talents of Jim. (laughs) This name is just Jim. I just think that that's very hilarious that, like, government officials were pulled into this and they just basically came away being like, can't explain it, he's possessed by the occult, he's a magic, psychic dog, we'll never see this again probably for centuries. Um, And they were right, as far as I can tell. Um, I don't know any psychic dogs. <laughs> I need more information about him predicting the sex of unborn babies. Like, did they yeah, present how? him with a sign that said, like, boy, and a sign that said girl, and he had to, like, choose one? Or... Because I haven't been able to find more information about this. Like, I don't know how he predicted the Kentucky Derby or anything of this variety. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I would say a lot of what dogs do is up for interpretation. Yes. Are we give? Yeah, I guess we must be giving him little, like, signs that he can choose from. <laughs> I guess so. 
because this otherwise was also like the 1920s well, yeah i mean look i think the people of the 1920s and 30s were largely very bored this was uh, you know i'd be bored too yeah. I just think it's very funny that they decided that he could do this in the first place. Do you know? Like, I get the later Yeah, when was stages, the first time? But was someone, like, about to have a baby and they were just like, what's it gonna be, boy? And he just, like, spelt out girl in the, like, dirt out the front. And yeah, like, wow, did... he's magic. Let's get him to do this again and again. Like, how did they know the first, the time, first time that he could do this? Uh, I really actually just don't have an answer for you. I'm fascinated. Well, I need a documentary on Jim the Wanter Dog. Yeah, me too. Say fuck yeah. Okay, so this is from the Doggington Post.com, which uh, um, sure. I would like to say is this story has been verified by actual, like you know, news channels and not just the Doggington Post. Yes, this is not like the onion, but for dogs, it is actually like a real <laughs> thing. And I know because I looked it up on Amazon and you can buy one. Uh, okay. okay. So it's called PABS. P-A-B-S. Yep. Which stands for Pet Anti-Breeding System. It's a chastity belt. Oh. For dogs. Uh, ha. Huh. So the article goes as such. This may sound like another April Fool's joke, but it's for real. For whatever reason, some dog owners are hesitant to spay and neuter their pets. But with dog overpopulation becoming a bigger problem each year, dog breeder Dexter Blanche invented a solution. A chastity belt for dogs. (laughs) Whether you're a breeder or just a responsible (laughs) pet owner that doesn't want your dogs multiplying, the PAB system might be just what you need. Buck Wolf of AOLnews.com reported, A dog breeder from Louisiana is going back to medieval times to stop the modern-day problem of runaway pet overpopulation. He's invented a strap-on canine chastity belt. (laughs) I'm all for neutering and spaying, says Dexter Blanche, but in some cases it is a health risk for the dog. In other cases, the pet owner is squeamish about putting the dog through surgery, and then there are people who plan one day to breed their pet. I have opinions on all of these things, but I will keep them to myself. Uh, Spay and new year dogs, please, and don't breed them if you're not a professional. Um, Anyway, that's why Blanche51 introduced the pet anti-breeding system, or PABS as he called it, a polypropylene belt with eight buckle locking system and a washable mesh pad for female dogs. The device allows the pooch to do all of its natural bodily functions, except one, of course... The PAB slogan is shit you not, when the heat is on, lock it and stop it. <laughs> if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> just horrendous. I'm just imagining this medieval eight strap device. Do you have a photo of it? No, I don't. Um, but you can find it on Amazon. So it's P A B S. <laughs> it looks like bondage gear. Well, yeah, and the fact that they it's keep like using the word bondage gear for dogs, straps, strap on, like all See, that you stuff. can't like, use the word strap on in reference to something you're giving a dog. Strap on, no, good lord. Also, interesting. Ironically, a freak injury led Blanche to his invention. He was shot by one of his beagles two years ago in a hunting accident. 
funny. Leaving him with an eight-inch wound. He said, I nearly had to face the amputation of an arm. It said, in no way did the shooting sour his feelings for his dogs. And then he said, "What? I had a lot of time when I was recuperating to just think of a product to help pets and pet owners. So it has nothing to do with getting shot. He's like, oh, getting shot led to the invention of this. Yeah, I guess inadvertently, just because he was like bored, but it wasn't like he saved his life. I don't know. No. <laughs> also, I what mean- What do you mean the beagle shot him? I guess- He's left his gun on the ground and it stepped on the trigger or some dumb shit. I don't know. What? How is that even possible? Also, presently the product is just for dogs, but Blanche says he was contacted by a man in Turkey who wants to know if he can develop a chastity belt for camels. Such plans, however, are not in the works, at least for the moment. (laughs) (laughs) This feels like I'm getting, like... It feels like a joke, but it's actually real because you can search pubs for dogs and it's all over like Amazon. It's like you can just buy it from pet stores and stuff. It's not got very good reviews, but you can do it. But I still need to know what he means by his beagle shot him. Did sour his opinion of his dogs. He then somehow was so bored that he came up with this. And now people are wanting him to make giant ones for camels. <laughs> Fascinating stuff. Oh my god. A chastity belt for dogs. So we'll move on from um, the BDSM dog nappy. Uh, have you got anything else for me? Yeah, um, so I have some other Guinness World Records that I just thought you might like to hear about. We won't go in depth, I'll just give you the title of them. So, most tennis balls held in the mouth. Mm -hmm. The the record was five, which is a lot, actually. I couldn't do that. I mean, it is a lot. It sounds underwhelming, I know. Number-wise, yeah, numerically it is underwhelming, but when I try and envision it, it is a lot of tennis balls because yeah. I couldn't put one in my mouth. So, you know. Uh, I could probably get one in there, but I wouldn't enjoy it. The thing is, I would be very frightened if I did put it inside my that mouth. I wouldn't be able to I get it back able- out. Yeah, because you can't deflate that either. It's just then, do you need surgery? Do you have to like get your jaw unhinged so that they can remove the tennis ball? That's basically what they do to dogs when the dog... um. If they get a tennis ball stuck in their throat, you flip them onto their back and then put the, your like thumbs on their throat and just pop it back out. <laughs> you just lit- and it just like goes flying. I've seen yep. so many satisfying videos of a dog with just like a ball like wedged, you know, by its like uvula. Yeah, and they just go, just like pop it and it just goes flying. <laughs> That's very good. Um. Okay. So here are some other ones. Mm-hmm. Most balls caught by a dog with the paws in one minute, and the photo features a little dog standing on its hind leg holding a ball. Longest ears on a dog ever. Most jumps Ooh. over a moving human leg by a dog in 30 seconds. Well, what was the longest ears? Longest ears, 34.9 centimeters, belonged to Those a dog. Those are long ears. He's a, he was a bloodhound. That also tracks. I was going to say, is he a bloodhound? Yeah. Um, fastest time to pop a hundred balloons by a dog. Um, and he was called. He's called Lauren Christmas Star Toby. 
<laughs> wow. How how fast did he pop the balloons? 28 seconds. That is, that is admittedly very fast. Would love to see videos of a dog just going completely mental. There might and be video of it somewhere. 100 balloons. I'm going to have to look it up later. Okay, most skips by a dog and person in one minute. They did 59. 59 okay. skips. Most steps skips. walked down by a dog facing forwards, balancing a glass of water on its nose. <laughs> what? And the dog was called Sweet Pea. Good name. Balancing a glass of water on her nose? Yeah, she walked down 10 steps. That's crazy. Facing forwards, balancing a glass of water. That's crazy. How did she do that? And she's an Australian shepherd slash border collie. That's insane. Most frisbees caught and held in a mouth by a dog. Longest wave surfed by a dog. Oh. Uh, longest wave was 107 meters. That is a tall wave. That does sound very large to me. Extremely large, in fact, now that I try and process it. First is 30 meters on a scooter by a dog. Um, <laughs> he did 30 meters in 20.77 seconds, and it was achieved by Norman the Scooter Dog. Is he a bulldog? No. I don't know what kind of dog he is. I see, like, bulldogs skateboarding a lot. Oh, I don't know what that dog is because it doesn't look like a dog. It looks like a looks large... Looks like a man in a costume. Yes, it definitely... It looks like a Star Wars creature. It looks like... Chewbacca. Yes, a short man in a monster costume or a puppet of some some type. <laughs> mm. um, and the one mm. we'll end with is most bottles recycled by a dog. Um, <laughs> well, as of 2010. you told him to do it. Like, that's not him being, like, environmentally conscious. But whatever. As of 2010, a Labrador called Tubby, owned by Sandra Gildmore of Pontinuid, um in Torfane, had helped recycle an estimated 26,000 plastic bottles. Wow. Over the previous six years. It's pretty good, but I just don't really think that we can congratulate the dog on it because she's just doing what she's well, told. Over the by previous her six owner. years, collecting them on his daily walks, crushing them and then passing them to his owner. Maybe he is doing it of his own accord. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> also, I, I pronounced it wrong. They're from Pontnuith. Pontnuith. Right. From Torfane. Anyways. That's pretty good. There's some impressive dogs. Talented. My dogs cannot relate. <laughs> no, no. Well, that's okay. It's not their fault. Not everyone has. Not everyone can, gets to be talented. I don't know. I mean, Gizmo might be in the running for most spins done before <laughs> going to bed. Yeah. Herbie is maybe in competition for being the most frighteningly intelligent dog that i've ever met for sure that i've ever personally met herbie as the smartest so maybe he's up there that's a skill. yeah who knows Just being able to recognize dogs in almost any form of media is maybe something i could enter him for yeah i think so right do you have anything else okay so i was on reddit 
Okay. And first of all, I found a subreddit uh, that I'm not going to go into because it just made me kind of feel uncomfortable. But there's an r slash dog free Reddit, a bit like r slash child free, where people just go <gasps> no. on. Of course, I mean, of, of course, course there, there is. is. But people just go on there and are just like absolutely insane about how much they hate dogs. It's really bizarre. Some people are not right and shouldn't be out in society it's fine to not like dogs that's i don't i don't know if i would have any besties or anyone that i was like super close to in my life who like really hated, hated dogs. dogs yeah clearly we just aren't compatible no in a lot of ways because i'm a i'm a major animal lover to be an animal hater of really any variety is, is not weird. really gonna mesh yeah well with me but also you just wouldn't be I wouldn't feel comfortable having you in my house. No, um, that's fair enough. If you really, really hated dogs. So, uh, but you know, everyone's entitled to their thing. But making it your entire personality is deranged. Mm, it was. It was very least. weird. It's a very weird subreddit. Anyway, so I didn't look too much at that because it just made me uncomfortable. But I did go in r slash dogs. And there was a, <sighs> you know, like a question that was Redditors, what? is the most embarrassing thing your dog has ever done. And this is user A underscore Calder. Um, and this is their story of their most embarrassing incident with their dog. Okay. <laughs> when Finnegan, their dog, who's a duck toller. Yeah. You know the kind of dog I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was fairly young, perhaps one year old. We were taking one of our regular walks through the nearby cemetery. The groundskeepers actually encourage dogs because they tend to chase off the birds, so all was good. Up until this particular day, Finn had never shown any interest in people gathering together, but this was a different day. <laughs> On this day, he took particular interest in a group of people gathered around a box next to a mound of earth. Oh no! <laughs> Before no, I already know where this is going. Before I could grab him and leash him up, he sprinted the two hundred or so feet towards where they were. What I thought was a safe distance. Oh my god! Was the only thing that squeaked out as I tried to chase after him. Before a lot of Finnegan come. The group was alerted by my yelling and turned to see the rapidly approaching dog. It was quickly apparent that no one in the group was fond of dogs, as they all started to cower and hide behind one another. <laughs> little <laughs> little Finnegan then weaves around people, tail all a wag and happy. The people, however, were regarding him with abject fear, and one guy even tried to kick him. Unfortunately, one of the people... Oh, God. She looked to be the grieving widow slash mom slash daughter, um, tried to pull her bouquet away as Finn approached, which prompted him to jump up at her. Bad dog. He jumped up on her whitish dress with his now very muddy paws. Bad dog. That prompted more shrieking. And as I arrived on the scene, I'm not a fast runner. Finn then grabbed a stuffed toy that was at the foot of the casket and took off. Um, I chased him for a couple minutes. To him, this was like a fun game. While older men chased me yelling, I finally grabbed the dog, picked him up like a football, tore the toy out of his mouth and threw it behind me as I ran, never looking back. Yeah, well, that's what you can do. It's too late to even apologize at that point because you're just going to get yelled oh at. So you God. might as well just take off. Oh my God. That's dreadful. Yeah. I am not an off leash dog person. No. Controversial take, but I, I keep in a public area, you know, not a dog park, not a friend's backyard, all that kind of thing. My dogs stay on leads. Yeah. 
I don't really like the awfully dog and thing unless you've got amazing control of them. A because not everyone likes dogs. Yeah. B because not every dog likes dogs. Yeah. So like you know a dog on a lead that you're badly behaving awfully dog runs up to could be aggressive yeah. could be very fearful and the person who has their dog on the lead is in the right because they've kept their aggressive dog on a lead exactly so you can't get mad if your dog gets bit because you've let your dog fuck around and find out literally like you know we need to be mindful of other people's like personal space and other animals personal space in like a public area like walking paths but then yeah the other reason for keeping your dog on a lead is that yeah embarrassing situations like that very bad i think if you're gonna have your dog off a lead you need to have some seriously good recall and control yeah and this dog did not have good finnegan did not have that (laughs) not that is my nightmare especially like the fact that they said he took a toy so it might have been like a baby funeral oh god like a child funeral is really bad that's really bad that's super that's so much worse that's more than embarrassing i would be horrified like the most embarrassing thing my dogs have ever done is you know i've taken gizmo to the vet before or i should say this my husband took gizmo to the vet before this did not happen when i was there and he um took a big poo on the bench yeah they will do that and wait on that's what I thought I saw a lot of on the, like, what is the most embarrassing thing your dog has done? And a lot of people said that uh, they'll have dogs that just always like to shit on the vet techs for no reason. The vet's fine. <laughs> the vet techs just covered in shit all the time, apparently. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, but I mean, my dogs never, ever poo inside. Like, really never. Mm. They both have done it once in my house, and it was both within the first week of me getting each one. Yeah. Herbie did when he was a puppy, and Gizmo did when I first got him, and he was not house trained. And he did a big poo on my laptop that was sat on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Directly onto the keyboard. Like, he just popped a squat onto it and just like just dropped a big fibrous turd at least it was fibrous though because it could just be plucked off and then you know yeah if it was if it was not you would be in trouble if the stools were looser it would have cost me a laptop i think yeah well yeah i mean you probably could clean it but Mm. mm, not really worth i don't know i think (laughs) you'd have to take it to like you know a laptop technician. Biohazard team. <laughs> but I don't think they'd take it. I think if you took it into a laptop place and said that my dog diarrheaed all over my laptop keys. They're not going to um, take all that. All over my keyboard. They're going to be like, I'm sorry, this needs to go in the trash, actually. Yeah, it's done. It's over for you. But that's really the most embarrassing thing. You know, again, like they don't really poo inside, but they've both pooed at the vet no i think it's a fear response it must smell like poo there too like because from all the other dogs who <laughs> poo there so then they're just like this is an okay place to poo <laughs> yeah, it's a circle it's like <laughs> <laughs> it does set off a domino effect it's very unfortunate when we've walked um both my dogs and you know atlas all at the same time and then one of them goes and then the other two immediately also yeah, it's go. really weird <laughs> it's like yeah it's like contagious it literally is it's very strange but yeah um don't let your dogs off lead 
uh, in yeah, the vicinity it. of funerals. That seems... Yeah. Cemetery is the place your dog needs to be on a lead. Even if they just go piss on someone's grave. Like, you can't let that happen. Yeah, the thing is, dogs don't know what a grave is. My dogs would definitely piss all over a grave. Like, yeah, if they had the opportunity. My dogs, when we go on a walk, try and piss on people's cars, bikes, yeah, mailboxes, children's, you know, toys that are out in the garden, <laughs> you know, front lawns and stuff. I've got to really pull them away from some stuff. If they yeah. were off lead, it would just be, it would be bad. There would be so much inappropriately piss-covered stuff, especially yeah. in a graveyard. No. Yeah, good lord. Um, can I just say one last thing? Of course. I searched for dogs on Quora. Most of them are pretty yeah. boring. You get the occasional funny one, like, do dogs go to heaven, etc., etc., that are funny. However, yes. this one has nothing to do with dogs. I don't know why it came up in the search. The question is, how can I stop being afraid of caterpillars? I know they're harmless, <laughs> but something inside of me just says something else. This is a new one. I don't think I've ever... Although I'm scared of um, the leggy things what grow off potatoes, centipedes. so I can't... Oh, can't oh! <laughs> it's <Yeah>. not centipedes. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. It was too presumptuous. Centipedes, really confident. I'm like, the leggy bits on potatoes. Yeah, centipedes. <laughs> you, said I didn't, I, you said like the leggy and I was like, okay, yeah, we're talking about insects. Centipede. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have a debilitating no. fear, I would want to even posit, of the little like tendrils that grow off of old potatoes or onions that you've left in the cupboard for slightly too long. The way you just said the word tendrils, and I got like a full body like shiver. Yeah, you don't like them. You're not no, I don't. I find them very upsetting. If I am cooking dinner, which is I do nearly every day, but if mm. I see that the potatoes have grown these tendrils. I won't even pick up the bag. I have to go get someone else in the house to, um, well, Brendan, um, has to come and chop the legs off the potatoes and then I can <laughs> further chop up the potatoes. It's completely <laughs> deranged and pathetic of me, but I really don't like them. They free, But I'm not bothered like by plant roots or anything. It's just no, the it's potato, just potato ones. ones. I just find them very upsetting. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know why that is. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything else? Yeah, so on the American Kennel Club um, website, we've got 30 fun and fascinating dog facts. I'm not oh, going to give you all 30. Um, okay. I just want to give you a, a couple of, of interesting ones. Give me your faves. Yeah, the Labrador Retriever has been the number one most popular breed for 30 consecutive years. Yeah, well, I do know a lot of Labradors. Well, I think I do understand they are good all-rounders. They're just pretty easy, I think. Yeah. But when people say that they are like the heterosexual cisgendered like white people of dogs they're not wrong they are right they are the live laugh love of dogs oh my god yeah and i love them for that but they that's that's what they are i always every time i think about labradors i think it's funny that my friend who i will not name actually does not know what a labrador is the only dogs they know are dalmatian and sausage dog and everything else is big dog medium dog or little dog 
See, that's so funny, because I get that for cats, because I think that is the case with a lot of cats. (laughs) Yeah, for most cats, yeah. Like, with a lot of cats, they are just, like, orange or grey or, like, fat (laughs) or skinny. Yeah, like, Like, they're just, like, basic descriptors, whereas, like, I feel like most people can identify at least a couple dozen dog breeds. Like, I feel like someone could identify a greyhound, a border collie, a a domination. Uh, Staffy, you know, like a couple of like the really iconic ones I feel like could probably be identified by most. So it's just very funny to be like, literally can't tell the difference between any of these. (laughs) Spotty, spotty Dalmatian, sausage dog, nothing else. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, hit me with another fun fact about dogs. 45% of US dogs sleep in their owner's beds. Wow. So this is actually something that I wanted to pose to you. Would you let your dog sleep in your bed? I would let my dog sleep on my bed, like at the end of my bed. I don't know if I'd let it sleep in my bed. I think they mean on the bed. I don't think they mean like under the covers. Okay. Well, some people do sleep with their dog under the covers. Well, I am guilty of this. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm not judging. I just don't know that I would. I think I, their little fu- their little fuzzy hairs would get all up in my schnoz, and I wouldn't be able to sleep very well. Also, they do be farting. <laughs> they do be farting. Um, Gizmo's favorite thing in the world actually is to come under the covers with me and put his head on my pillow next to my head and just sort of like. <laughs> Be the little spoon, basically. That's very funny to me. Or face me and watch me sleep really intently. And I wake up and we're just nose to nose. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do that often. I do it like just before like laundry day or whatever. So I'm like, oh well, I'm washing these sheets today anyway. Um in general, the dogs don't come in the bed, but they do sleep. Herbie sleeps in between me and Brendan, like curled up. And then Gizmos. Yeah, on top of the covers, and Gizmo sleeps yeah. at the foot of the bed on top of yeah. the covers. Yeah, I'd allow that, definitely. I think sleeping right next to me, I don't even like sharing a bed with another person, and that goes for my girlfriend. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like sharing a bed with anyone. I like to, I sleep with rain sounds, I have a little silk eye mask, I have sleep headphones. <laughs> And I curl myself up into a little ball. I also sleep in a weird little ball. So there's actually a lot of room for everyone else. Oh my God, Gizmo's doing his weird sneezing thing. Exactly. I mean, what if you're sleeping face to face with Gizmo and he starts going... (laughs) It does happen. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, uh, I, I don't have a problem with people who let their dogs sleep in on the bed or whatever. I do think it was a mistake for me to let my dogs rely on it because now if i try and make them sleep anywhere else they like try and break my door down so now they have to sleep in the bed otherwise they get very upset and it's actually probably their most disobedient behavior because like if you tell them to get off the couch they will you know they can sit wait for their yeah but they they are not giving up their bed space no they it i think herbie especially cannot sleep if he's not like wedged in between us now (laughs) yeah no but probably not um, okay, so let's let's find a couple more facts. The Basenji is not technically barkless, as many people think. Hmm. They can yodel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Plot twist. 
<laughs> is it a bit like huskies? Because huskies do bark as well, but they also do the thing. I think it must sing. be like a bit of like a singing, talking thing. I want to see if I can find a video, but you continue. Um, and the Australian Shepherd is not actually from Australia. They are an American huh? breed. Just like the Labrador Retriever is actually from Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not from Labrador. And dogs so are not funny. colorblind. They can see in blue and yellow. Uh, yeah. A person who hunts with a beagle is known as a beagler. <laughs> yeah. Um, all puppies are born deaf. Aww. And Dalmatians are born completely white and develop their spots as they get older. I remember that from um, 101 Dalmatians. It's 102 Dalmatians. 102 actually. Dalmatians. No, the you're little right. white one with the pink nose, who's all white and she tries to fake her spots. Yeah, no, you're quite right. Greyhounds can beat cheetahs in a race, whilst cheetahs can run twice as fast as greyhounds. They can only maintain that 70 mile per hour speed for about 30 seconds. A greyhound can maintain a 35 mile per hour speed for about 7 miles, so the cheetah may start Fucking out first, hell. but the greyhound will soon overtake him. That's wow. also how fast my dog can go. Um, Ibethans and Borzois are as, basically as fast as greyhounds. I honestly think if Gizmo saw a kangaroo or a wombat or a wallaby and decided he wanted to chase it, I would just never see him again. He no, would be done. gone before I could do anything about it's game it. game over. I did find a video of Basenji singing, just FYI. And um, yeah, you know what? Finish us off. I don't have any more facts. Finish us off with some Basenji singing. <laughs> Wait. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. It's quite horrifying. Sounds like a baby crying, but in like a a horror movie. Oh. Oh god. It's so mournful. It is. It's really (laughs) sorrowful. (laughs) Oh my god! Wow. This is relatable. This is how I sound when I sing along in the car. (laughs) Well, that goes on for another minute and a half, but, um... That's amazing. That was beautiful. There's so many. I mean, you know what? They're right. It is... That is yodeling, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess... I mean, you can call it that. For sure. I enjoyed that. That was good. So I reckon I'm all surfed out and I think it's time to hit the beach and have a little cocktail. And if you want to surf with us again, we'll be back in two weeks. 
Next time, we'll be discussing dining and everything that comes with it, such as eating, drinking, going to restaurants, working in them, dress codes, and manners. Thank you to our editor, Beck Gray, our executive producer, Brendan Hill, and Jonathan Boyle, who we do not personally know, but composed our wonderful theme song, Phantom Fun. And we've been the Web Surfers. See you next time. Bye! Bye!